0: to the Matters of the Heart podcast with me, Bishop Sharon Jones. This podcast is designed to equip, empower, support, and change lives through a whole and healthy relationship with God while dealing with the matters of the heart. I want you to download, subscribe, follow, and share this app with your friends. While you are listening, invite them to join in. It can only be a blessing. I know something is going to be said that will bless you and give you strength for your journey. These next few weeks are going to be quite informative and interesting because we're going to be discussing debt cancellation and money management. What's that in your hands? Let's talk. The Lord has said, this is our season of the open door. I believe that. How many of you believe that? This is our season of the open door. It's our season of increase and the overflow. We're always decreeing and declaring that we're going to be millionaires when we are over our heads in debt. And quite frankly, a lot of us don't want to do what it takes to get out of debt. We will listen to every tip that everyone has to give on money except the work and the time we must put into clearing our way to getting the money. I believe, I believe this, I believe that my guests over the next few weeks are going to be a blessing in helping us all do what we must do to clear our way to getting the money we decree and declare. You don't want to miss these Friday episodes. They're going to help us with debt cancellation and money management. One good thing about the podcast now, you can go back and listen over and over again until you get it. If you're like me, I have to go back and rehearse it and rehearse it and rehearse it again. All right. You listen in and invite someone else to listen in so that we all can gain some knowledge. I am so excited today because I have a very special guest with me, Helen Crawley Austin. Welcome to the Matters
1: of the Hard podcast. I'm so happy to have you with me today. Thank you, Bishop Jones. I'm so happy to be here. I wish I was actually in Jacksonville, Florida with you instead of nine inches of snow in Chicago. What? What? <laughs> we we
0: have sunshine and warmth today. I tell you, I had on a warm-up suit and I almost was about to strip it and put on a T-shirt, uh, but we're having, I don't, listen, I don't
1: envy you one bit
0: about that. Uh, <laughs>
1: Well, I, That's I feel the sunshine. I feel you. I feel the sunshine coming from you. <laughs> All right. All
0: right. Let me tell you something about our guest today. This young woman is powerful and is no joke. We are very fortunate to have her with us. Helen Crawley Austin has led a distinguished 25-year career in business management since graduating from Ohio University. In her 13 years at Lucent Technologies, Helen led project management teams, delivering software and services internationally, and went on uh, to become a vice president and division director before branching out into consulting. She served as chief operating officer for Solutions Associates Consulting, developing partnerships with major food industry clients. In 2013, she founded her own firm, Beyond Consulting Solutions, offering businesses and Fortune 500 companies, a range of project and data management, information technology, and specialty engineering services. Helen Crawley Austin is an entrepreneur, author, Speaker, real estate investor, listen at the richness of this woman, life coach, and a seasoned corporate executive who has been helping individuals become financially smart. You know, I like that word. She's helped people to become financially smart. So so does that mean we have some people who are financially dumb? (laughs) 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 Helping individuals become financially smart for over 20 years. She travels across the globe teaching groups and individuals how to improve their financial outlook step by step through actions, plans and her experience experiences. And guess what? She is with us today. Again, welcome and thank you for accepting my invitation to be here. I'm so happy to have you join me on today. Honor. You know, in 2017, we met at a pastor's wife retreat hosted by Lady Chrisette Ellis in Tampa, Florida. You did a workshop on your book, Mastering Money 30 Days to Better Financial Awareness. The, the workshop was awesome and very informative. I read the book. I read your book. And I want to say this to my listening audience if you are if you are seriously interested in getting your finances together, I encourage you to purchase this book book. Go on Amazon.com and get one for your library. It's time for us to learn and to start investing in ourselves. So if you are seriously interested in getting your finances together, I encourage you to purchase this book. Helen, when the Lord uh, laid it on my heart, to do these podcasts on debt cancellation and money management, uh, you immediately came to my mind. I remembered the workshop that you did at the pastor's wife retreat. And when I contacted you, it was as if no time had lapsed. It was like long time friends connecting again. And again, I appreciate you for accepting the invitation so graciously. All right. With all of the preliminaries behind us, let's start the conversation. Let's talk. You said in the introduction of your book, the very first line, master your money or it will master you. Talk to us.
1: So I, you know, it's so interesting. sometimes I have to go back and read my own book. but that is so true. Today, a number of people are letting their money master them um, because it is a it has the stress in their life. It makes them stay on jobs they don't like. It makes them stay in marriages um and and you should stay in your marriage. let me just say that, but it makes marriages miserable, okay? So finances is the number one cause of divorce in the country, yes, and so it it does all you have to do is follow biblical principles There's a lot of saved people, but we eliminate the the money parts of the Bible, shouting every Sunday, we speak in tongues, baptize all of that. But yet we're not following the biblical principles around money, and it takes over our life. People can't sleep at night because mm. it. it's mastering their thoughts, it's mastering their energy, it masters their time when well, we should be mastering it.
0: Mm. Mm.
1: It not be mastered. It Takes over. It takes. You know, it takes over. That's right. We've all it been through over. those situations where it has taken over, where you can't sleep and and you're wondering when you're going to pay the next bill and you're wondering how you're going to get out of this debt and you're wondering why you did, why you bought that car when mm. the car was too much. You know, all, all those kind of things and it just masters you. It takes wow. over. All right, You are That's the slave. Good. But we've got to figure out
0: how to master our money and stop allowing
1: it to master us because yes. that's stressful. Well, the Bible's very clear that, that you're going to be a slave to the lender. Wow. And so, you know, it, it sounds cute. Master your money or it'll master you. It's biblical. Mm-hmm. You will be a slave and it is not fun being a slave. Ain't oh, nothing no. about it. Mm. Ain't nothing liberating about it at all.
0: Nothing at all. Listen, um, having a good credit report is important, okay? Why is, but you explain to us, why is having good credit important?
1: So, first of all, outside of a credit report, let's just talk about just who you are in character. Outside of what TransUnion and Equifax and experience says about you, as Christians, your your credit and how you pay that back has a lot to do with your character. So if you take some money from somebody and you say you're going to pay it back in this amount of time, that's your word. That's
0: That's your character. And you know
1: something what old people used to say, your word is your bond. Exactly. Exactly. So. So the credit repair companies are just companies that are watching to see if you're going to do what you said you were going to do. Mm. And and then it makes you look at it and it makes everybody else look at it. So you can say I pay your you can say I pay my bills on time every single month. You know, I'm good. Da, 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 da. And then look, the credit report can say something else. You go to the bank, and you think you did well. Because you paid your bill 31 days instead of 30 days, and you see it hit your credit report. Or you paid it, but it was just 60 days when you agreed to 30 days, and now your credit report is bad. So, you know, I initially, when I started Bishop, I started sessions with um, Bishop Howard Tillman, I'm not even sure, out of Columbus, Ohio, and and I started home ownership sessions, and I was working with pastors. I was so excited to go into churches and do home ownership sessions. I was telling Bishop Brazier this out of Chicago. I was so excited because I I just knew the Saints would have the best credit reports ever. Like I, I'm dealing with Saints that give their word. Their word is their bond, right? And. Do you know banks stopped even having sessions at churches? The black churches? Really? In- because there were no people ready. They weren't interested in helping people get their credit score like they are now. They weren't interested in helping them get their credit score together. They expected to come into church, close about 200 loans, and keep going. And you and they got there, and they might close two. What? 200. Two. 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 And so that's when I realized, you know what, Helen? you know you can't help people make and manage money if they can't manage their own My like, Lord. why will God give you more? Why, why God give you a business if you can't manage your first business, which is your household? My goodness, My goodness. and so the although the credit report is so fundamental, it is a fundamental start. Um, Can you do things without having a good credit report? Absolutely. Should you? No. It's a good start. Get yourself together first. Pay your bills on time. 35% of the credit score is just payment history. Paying on time. Paying on time.
0: Listen, what if my credit report is poor? Should I I pay a credit report? a repair agency to fix it? And, and let's be honest, credit repair agencies are on the rise these days. Should I pay a credit repair agency to
1: fix my credit? Well, let me just say this. If you want to fix temporarily and you got mm-hmm. the money to waste, I would say go for it. Credit repair, this is what I learned about credit repair companies because this is, I've had so many people tell me they spent $2,000 Or $100 every single month for two years and credit repair was fixed for a little while and then it went back. Because you need to go through the pain of repairing it yourself Mm. so that you don't do it again.
0: So that you won't.
1: And and, and so that you know how to maintain it. If you hand it off to somebody else, they fix it. Six months from now, you're going to have bad credit score again. Because you didn't go through the pain of fixing it. Exactly. And and the the understanding of what they're looking for, mm-hmm. how how to keep a good credit score. Mm-hmm. So let me just say this. So there's a number of people who got homes, right? Mm-hmm. And we had this whole forbearance thing where you could put your house in forbearance because of COVID, the whole CARES Act, right? But then when, it's, when forbearance is over, and now you haven't paid in 12, 14 months and you owe 25000 you? Can you refinance it? Is your credit score okay? Or did you just fix the credit score just so you can get the house? And now you gotta refinance it and you can't and you lose it. It goes into foreclosure because you can't come out of forbearance. Mm. So you never know when you're going to need your credit score to be high. You might get in a car accident and your car told and you got to get a new car. You weren't planning. You didn't have time to fix the credit score. You need a car next week. And now you paying 12% interest when somebody driving that same car has is, is got 0% interest.
0: Oh, wow.
1: <laughs> same car, $300 a month more. Wow. That I mean, it's simple. Those are if you want a business and and you you want investments and start with the credit report. Start fixing that first. That makes you pay attention to what you're spending, your debt to income ratio. If you're paying it on time, if you are spending more than you make all of that, it helps you pay attention. We need to
0: learn how to. You know, and I'm not trying to knock anyone's business, anyone that's that's in the business of fixing someone credit. But we need to learn how to do some things for ourselves. And if we learn, is that what you're saying? We need to learn how to do it ourselves? Because if we learn, you know, it's just like my son was preaching on Sunday and he was talking about, he wanted, I mean, totally something different, but he wanted some, uh, some converses. He wanted some sneakers. He wanted some sneakers. He wanted the expensive ones. So he came to his dad. And he told his dad, I want these these sneakers. And his dad said, okay, I have so much money to contribute to these sneakers, so what you have to do is get out, get you a lawnmower, and make the money for the other part. And (laughs) when he had to work to make that money himself, guess what he did at night with those tennis shoes? He washed them every night. (laughs) Guess what he didn't do? He didn't cut the lawn in them. He barely played in them. He barely <laughs> wore them. Why? Because he had to sweat. Yes. To make that
1: money. Sweat equity. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Sweat yes. equity. Yes. It makes a difference. You can pay somebody to fix your credit credit report, but it it's long-term uh, learning when you do it yourself. When you do it yourself. You never have to pay anybody else to to fix your credit score. You know what to do.
0: So if you mess up again, you know where to start.
1: Exactly. You know the process. Exactly. And you
0: won't have to go and pay someone another $5,000 to do it. But the thing (laughs) is, we want to stop making the same mistakes over and over again. Once we learn the lesson, we want to
1: be wise enough to stay
0: the course.
1: Exactly. So now you can go invest. Now you can start your business and somebody will give you money. Wow. They're not going to give you money if you can't even handle uh, $1,200 a month or $5,000, however much you make a month. You can't manage that. Why would somebody give you a $100,000 loan to start your business? Come
0: on now.
1: So I'm going to give one real big tip. It's an easy tip. But this is what a lot of people are doing for their kids. And um, we can't go into all the details now, but there's one thing that you can do. First of all, start paying your bills on time. Over time, your credit score will go up. But let's say you, you need in the next 45 days to get your credit score up. One of the things you can look at is your um, debt limits and the debt usage. And you want to get that down to under 25%. So let me give you an example. You got a credit card with a limit of $1,000. Right now, you're at the limit. You've charged $1,000. So you're at 100% utilization. You want to get that down to 25% utilization. So you want to pay $750 on that credit card and get it down to at least 25% utilization. And your credit score will go up. Now, another thing you can do is call and ask for them to increase your limit to $2,000 now or, or, or $2,500 to get it down to the um, 25% utilization. Or you can ask your mom who has a credit card with a $10,000 balance and um, so nothing on it. She has good score. She can ask you as a second user, mm-hmm. right? Not give you a card, ask you as a second user. Now the ratio goes almost down to ten percent because you got a ten thousand dollar limit from your mama. You got one thousand, so now it looks like you got nine. You know, you got nine thousand dollars free. Wow. You see what I'm saying? Your credit score will go to seven hundred. That's the biggest tip. If people pay off the collections and. Uh, that doesn't raise your credit score too much, and banks don't look at it anymore. They look at your utilization. So play with the utilization to increase your score. That's a free tip that people will charge you a whole lot of money for. They'll even give you a credit card to use, but just find somebody that got one that'll just let you just somebody. be a second user.
0: I tell you, and don't and don't have don't don't be like my daughter. If you put her on the on the credit card, she's going to help you run up the numbers.
1: So we well, don't. <laughs> well, you can't. If you don't give them a, you don't give them a card. You no, just no, them no, as a second no. user, they don't. Them being a second user will not affect your credit score. That's it right. will only help their credit score.
0: You know, when I was a child, um, just switching a little bit here. When I was a child, my older sister would always say something to me. She would say, "Don't spend everything you have. Save something. If it's nothing but a dollar a week." Uh, Why is it important to save? What what should I
1: be saving? Well, Joseph was a great example of that. Because every day is not going to be a sunny day.
0: Mm.
1: It's feast and famine. It's going to happen. It's life. And so if you spend everything you have, you will probably be in financial devastation at some point in your life. Wow. Because at some point you're going to de- you're going to need some money from somewhere, and if you ain't got any, and nobody will give you any, you're in trouble. Wow. So you have to save, and, and and industry standard is say six months of your expenses. So if your expenses are three thousand dollars a month, you need to have eighteen thousand dollars in your fund. Now. Does everybody have $18,000? No. No. If you have nothing right now, I challenge you to figure out a way to get $1,000 in your account, in your savings. 1000 Do what, what you sell some stuff. Um, stop eating out for one month. Use use cash instead of credit cards. Do whatever you need to do to get your savings started with $1,000 in the next 60 days. Mm-hmm. And if you put your mind to save $1,000 in the next, especially income tax time, Don't spend the whole income tax. Take some of it and set it aside because you're gonna need it in October. You might need it in November. So, and then every month you should be saving a part. You work hard. Don't don't give it all to McDonald's and all the Netflix and all the Comcast or Xfinity or whatever cable company you got or cell phone, AT&T or Verizon. Don't give it all to them. You work hard every, listen. Some people in their lifetime will spend $50,000 just on a cable bill or a cell phone bill and don't have $50,000 after working 30 years in a bank account somewhere. My goodness. Add up all your cell phone bills times 20 years. Wow. Or your cable bill times 20 years. Or McDonald's times 20 years. It's, it's a it's a powerful concept, but it's one that we don't start thinking about until it's time to retire. My
0: goodness. We
1: need to think right. about it and we need to teach our kids in, in their 20s and in their That's teens right. while they're yeah. growing up. Yeah. So your sister was right.
0: That, she was right. She was you know, right. I thought about that. I said, if I had started doing what she said, when she said it, when I wanted to purchase my first car, I could have paid for it cash. Got yeah. a cash car. And drove it until it fell apart. You understand? But, but I didn't do it. So I had to learn later in life. But still, that's something you're right. That's something we need to teach our children. Stop just using up everything. Don't spend everything that you have. Save something. Save, put something away. They used to say for a rainy day.
1: So, so Bishop, when you think about it, like just a, a car. Right. And just finance charges in general, the average American spends between and two hundred and six hundred thousand of their lifetime earnings just on finance charges. Mm. Finance charges alone, credit cards, car, mortgage, all of it, student loans, third two hundred to six hundred thousand dollars just in finance charges. Imagine if you could eliminate that. Now it does take some sacrifices. Yes. So, so for me, I bought. I, I could afford to drive whatever car I wanted, but what I did was I said, "What car am I willing to pay cash for? <laughs> How much money am I want do I want to take out of my bank account to pay for this car?" And so for years, I drove a hybrid Toyota Camry. I had to get gas every every two weeks, and it was so interesting that there's a person who I learned some money to, to get a car for specific reasons. And they were like, I wouldn't be caught dead in a Toyota Camry. Mm. But what was interesting is I had to give them the down payment for their car.
0: Oh, you okay.
1: <laughs> so I drove what I drove for. a re- Now, when I tell you, God has been blowing my mind. When you when you are when you have integrity around your finances and you're a giver and you're you're not spending frivolously, um, god will do some exe- like when i tell you i'm experiencing it exceedingly abundantly and i'm not i'm not bragging but i am saying it so others can experience it and i'm not even ashamed i was ashamed like i'm ashamed about the car no god, listen this year, my tax accountant said, you got to go buy a car to 6,000 pounds or, and I've not, most of my family and friends don't even know I got the car, but he said, you got to go buy a car to 6,000 pounds or over, and you got to spend almost six figures on the car, or you're going to pay taxes. You got to buy for your business, or you going to pay, which one you want. Like, I would never, I was forced I mean god and and it was a money movement experience for me because god said now I want you to experience my richly blessings
0: wow my lord
1: that that you you can't even i i had three days to buy a car i couldn't even imagine a month prior to that when he says he will do exceedingly abundantly above all that you can ask or even imagine. Yes. And 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 it's no respecter of persons. It's all God. I don't take no credit for it. Right. It is absolutely all God. But those are the kind of things that happen when you save and you got a business where you got to, you know, you have to invest in your business and you got to buy new computers and, you know, that new phones and new iPads for your business and and, and God just opens the door and those opportunities for you so it's it's so far beyond the credit report it's so far beyond saving twenty dollars people gotta look at their why mm-hmm. why are you doing it mm-hmm. when you when you have a strong why and you're driven mm-hmm. doing right by your credit report is simple that's like basic 101. You got to figure out what it is you want in life. Start with the end in mind..
0: My Lord.
1: How do you want to end this thing? Mm-hmm. How do you want to end how, how do you want it to look when you're 40 or 30 or 50 or 60? You got to start thinking about it now. Bishop Jake said he plans his life in decades. He's focused on the next decade of his life. Not not next year. He's doing what he needs to do right now. To prepare for the next decade. I said that's what I said. My Lord, I've been thinking about this wrong. Anyway, <laughs> next question.
0: <laughs> you know, I read something in your in your book on day 13 that touched my heart deeply. You said God has a role to play in our increase. Mm. But we have to trust him while we do our part. Hmm. (laughs) While we do our part. You told the story of a young woman uh, in your life group who admitted that she had not done well in the past with her finances. But after making the decision that having her own house and leaving a legacy to her children was a priority, she got to work. Now, this last... I don't know if you want to call it a question. I don't don't know if you want to call it a run-on sentence, but it's long, okay? (laughs) It's long, and I need for you to take these final moments you have uh, and just talk. Your very last action step, listen, your very last action, Action step that you have in your book. This is what you said. And I need for you to, this is important. And I want, and I want my listening audience to pay close attention to this. You asked these questions. You said, what legacy will you leave this world? How will you be remembered? Is there someone you could mentor? Is there a struggling single mother in your church, neighborhood, or family that you can help? Are you leaving an inheritance for your children and your grandchildren? Do you have an insurance policy large enough to transfer wealth to your family. Don't let life just be about you. Do something, but don't just sit around and complain. What will people remember about you? Use these last few minutes, please, and talk to us.
1: Here's the thing: we 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 work for thirty years on jobs. At least our parents and kids are doing it differently now, and and all of us have a purpose on this earth. We all do, and and it could be having an impact on those around you in some kind of way. Some people's like, I don't have a lot of money. Well. You could give twenty dollars to a single mom that's sitting next to you in church with five kids. Mm-hmm. you know she can use help. You can look at her and see if she needs help or or a senior citizen and see the thing about like we, we at the grocery store, sometimes I just ask God like show me somebody who's in need. When you ask that question, all kind of needs will pop up and you have an opportunity to give to. You can leave an impact just on your community by giving $20 to somebody every single week. Just 20. Every week. Your legacy when you when you leave this earth, people be like, that person gave $20 to my mama when I was 5 years old and I remember that. Good. Or I was in the grocery store and I didn't quite have enough. There's so when you ask God for because the Bible says give and you shall receive. Right. Mm-hmm. So you want to be a giver. And it doesn't even require you to make that much money. But more importantly, you also have to think about your children and your yes. children's children. Yes. And so that's why home ownership is important. That is the number one wealth transfer in this country because you got to live somewhere. And since you got to live somewhere, you might as well own it. When you leave this earth, you can leave it to your children. Right, but you also just want to think about the insurance policy. Don't die and, and have your family have to take up a, a offering to bury you. Ma, you need to yeah. say that again. <laughs> I said, don't die, and make the family have to take up an offering to bury you, or go what fund more me.
0: time for the
1: Holy Ghost. <laughs> <laughs> don't make them start a GoFundMe. Oh no, a life insurance. Like you're going to die. All of us are going to die. We already know that, and we know that. So, go today. If you don't have life insurance, go get some life insurance so that one, they can pay for your funeral, and two, they can have a couple dollars afterwards. So, that's it. right.
0: Don't Large make enough to transfer some wealth to your family.
1: Exactly. And that's an easy one. They got commercials on it, it's an easy one that you can go get some life insurance and leave it to the next generation. So they have the down payment or they can pay for a house in cash and they don't have to have a mortgage. It can be just a little bit easier. Then they can do the same thing for their children and children's children. Like my grandfather built a house. We're going to keep that. We just remodeled it. My parents got it now. We remodeled it for them. Now, I don't know if I want to live in Steubenville, Ohio, but I know I'm going to have a house there. That my grandfather left my mother, that my mother's gonna leave us. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Generation to generation, do that for your family. Do that for your family.
0: My Lord, my Lord. This has been good and very rich. Oh my God. And again, thank God this podcast is set up where you can listen to it over and over again. There may be some point, even to my listening audience, I'm saying this to you, there may be some point that you need to listen to and meditate on. If there is, do it. Get you a cup of coffee, find you a a quiet spot, and just sit down and listen to this young woman's conversation with us today. And if you don't have this book in your personal library, go out and purchase it on Amazon. Amazon.com, Mastering Money. 30-Day Devotional Guide to Financial Awareness. It will bless your life, especially if you are serious about mastering your money and not allowing your money to master you. We must gain some knowledge and understanding, and who better to get it from than someone who has already mastered theirs. I Again, Helen Crawley Austin, thank you for joining me on the Matters of the Hard podcast, this has been a blessing. Before we close out, can you just give us, I know you've given us some tips, but I want you to just say one more thing to my listening audience, something that they can put their claws into as they continue this journey to go forward.
1: So I had a couple thoughts, but one is really for, for pastors. First of all, let me thank you for this being on your heart and you taking action. But here's one of the things that I believe, and I say this to pastors all over the country. If you want to have a financially powerful, successful ministry, you have to have powerful, successful families that are, are mastering their money. And can you imagine if collectively a church got all the families on a good financial um, uh, platform, like they are doing well financially? Can you imagine what that ministry can do? My my. And and until until we start focusing on helping our families, money. So for for your listeners, nobody has to feel bad about the fact that they may not be managing money well. We're not taught. Mm, that's right. Our parents didn't know it. Our parents, and especially in the African-American community, they didn't have businesses. They had to go pay Peter, Rob Peter to pay Paul. So we weren't taught. We're not taught in school. We're not taught in college. So a number, we just don't know. And so if you are in a position where you, you're starting from scratch, don't feel bad. Everybody had to start there do not feel bad and Bishop again thank you for laying it letting this be on your heart but also taking action because as pastors begin to take action which is our role models within our within our communities mm-hmm. as as they start caring about the financial positions of the families in their church they will see their ministries blossom financially
0: all right amen yeah. amen again thank you. God bless you. And I want to uh, I want my listening audience to remember for the next few Fridays, we're going to be talking about continuing our conversation on debt cancellation and money management. What's in your hands? Let's talk. On the 18th of February, mark it down, we have an episode for our children. Write that date down, February the 18th. We need to start early teaching our children the importance of money and what are the do's and don'ts in handling money so they won't Spin everything so they will learn how to, to, to save their money, get their little piggy banks, and put their quarters and their nickels and that. Well, nowadays children have fives and tens and, and twenties. And Teach them how to manage their money. And Twila Prindle Ivy, the author of the books, Cash Kids, will be joining me. And your children listen to everything else, and that's the truth. They listen to everything else, they stick those earplugs in their ears. And they listen to everything else, let them listen to this also. It will be a blessing in their young life. So that's. February the 18th, we're going to have a children's segment, a children's episode on how to handle and how to manage money. Thank you again. Thanks again to my guest, Helen Crawley Austin. And thank you, my listening audience, for joining me on the Matters of the Heart podcast. Tune in as as we bring another inspiring and uplifting word that will equip empower, support, and change your life. Now the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift his continents upon you and give you peace. I speak sweet peace today, a peace that passes all understanding. Go out now. Go on to Amazon.com and purchase this book I know it will bless your life mastering money. 30-day devotional guide to financial awareness. And listen, don't just buy one for yourself, buy one for someone else. I purchased 10 books because I'm going to start I'm going to give my grandchildren a book And I'm going to put a book in someone else's hand. You know someone who needs this knowledge from this young woman. Purchase a book and give it as a gift. Now God bless you and God keep you until we meet again.